You don't have to hide from me. I'm Peg Boggs. I'm your local Avon representative, and I'm as harmless as cherry punch. Oh, my. I can see that I've disturbed you. How stupid of me. I I'll just be going now. Don't go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Movies We Were Way Too Young to See, a look at some of the most influential films we grew up watching, regardless of parental approval. I'm your co-host, Mowgli, and next to me, the man, the myth, the mouth. Hey, guys. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. Good to hear. Good to hear. We had a little bit of a hiatus with this show specifically, but that's only because we've been in the lab with a pen and a pen trying to get this damn podcast <laughs> off. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so good. <laughs> All right, we've been working hard. We've been we working have, hard. We've been working really hard, guys. We're going to show you something really good right now, all right? Yes. But anyways, Mal, it's that time of the season. The holiday season. It's the holiday season. And these shows always tend to do better with a little bit of a holiday theme attached to them. So we thought long and hard about a Christmas-themed movie we could have been too young to see. And we came out with Tim Burton's 1990 cult classic, Edward Scissorhands. Chance to introduce myself last week. Huh? I'm Edward Cullen. One of my favorite clips in cinema history, but that is not the Edward we're discussing today, Malv. <sighs> Fuck. Hold me. Now that's the Edward. Yes, that's right. We went controversial and decided Edward Scissorhands is indeed a Christmas movie. Now let's discuss, shall we? I am ready. So let's tell everybody the story first. I don't know if everybody knows uh, Edward Scissorhands. You should. Edward Scissorhands is a classic dark fairy tale starring Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp? As an artificial humanoid named Edward. An unfinished creation who has scissor blades instead of hands. And uh, this young man is taken from a suburban family and falls in love with his new, I guess, like... Suburban step-sister? Step-sister. <laughs> yeah. Tim Burton, the sick mind. Inappropriate. Okay, it's yeah. not movies we were way too young to see until we reveal how old we were when we actually saw this. So, Malv, at what age were you when you first saw this? All right. I was five to six years old. This was a movie that has stuck in me in my memory, but for a lot of... Wrong reasons, I guess, but they're happy now. I got. I guess I got to go into explanation of them. Yeah, yeah. Of why they're in here, but yeah, five to six years old again. It would play a lot on Channel Five, so I would capture like little pieces of it here and there. Like in it, your mind, you would remember that. Yeah, or? I would remember like a lot of pieces, but I didn't see the movie fully till I was a little bit older. And uh, you know, it's a little reason because when I was a kid, I was just a little pussy. You know, stop being such a pussy. But about you, how about you? When was the last time you saw this one? Or when the first time, I'm <laughs> the first, sorry. The first time, I was around the same age, maybe a bit older, probably six or seven. Uh, as always, I watch it next door at my grandma's house, probably watching it with my uncle, and uh, he rented it. He would always rent movies. And interesting that we're going with Christmas theme. The first time I saw this, it was not during Christmas, though. Yeah, same same with me at all. It, it was just random throughout, and I don't even think till this day people don't play it around Christmas. And it's not even a Halloween movie either. This is that's why it's a cult classic. I feel that everybody knows about Edward Scissorhands, but nobody really like I don't know our day ones of Edward. You know, why no forever? <laughs> Was this the first film that Tim Burton 
and Johnny Depp and Winona Ryder collaborated in. Yep. Wow. Wait, no, Ghostbusters. I mean, not no, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Uh, um, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice was with Winona. That was a year prior, right? Yeah. That was a year prior. And then Johnny Depp comes in and... Kills it. Kills it. One of his best roles, I think. What? Up to date, right? And he says so little. Top top two. What, what's another role by this? Oh, uh, People are not going to like this, but I think Donnie Brasco for me. Because I just Brasco? like gangster I thought, ass shit. I thought That's... you were going to say Raul Duke. We can't stop here. This is bad country. Is that his name from Fear and Loathing? You never seen Fear and Loathing? No, I haven't seen that one actually. I've never watched it. I don't want to ruin it because everybody watches it and says it's so good. I, and plus, I got to be in one of those binges too. Oh yeah, yeah, one of those binges. I've seen clips though. I've seen clips. No, that's pretty good too. But like, I feel like that was the beginning, or like that was the glimpse of like insane Johnny Depp that we have now. But for me, Donnie Brasco, like that showed like he was a real actor. You know that dramatic piece, and it just felt for it. It's just classic. And in this one, too, you could see the real, real acting um, because I have the Blu-ray of this, so I was watching all the special features before today. And one thing they were saying how Johnny Depp started watching right when he knew he got the role, he started watching a lot of uh, Charlie Chaplin films to get that how do I express emotions because I my dialogue is limited and I have no hands really to move my arms. There's a, they're moved a certain way. So he watched that to try to mimic kind of like what RoboCop did, Peter Weller, you know, because you have to get in that body mode too. Yeah. You know, to help the whole act. You know, you're an actor. I'm an actor. Come on, like, you know, you have to, when you put the costume on, you know, Johnny Depp said that. Like, when I put the, you know, it's like there, like, I feel it now. You know, you feel the character more. I feel it. <laughs> I feel it coming. But yeah, for me, yeah, that, that was it. You know, and like, I, I'm, yeah, for this, Johnny Depp, you're just like this full is a legend. I'm probably going to get a little bit of flack too as far as like the top two roles. Everyone's going to be like, yo, what about Jack Sparrow? Captain Jack Sparrow. Oh, God, no. Overrated, Fuck right? no. Extremely overrated. Even when it, the first movie came out, God, he's going to make me I'm angry. Stop. Johnny Depp. Stop yeah. it. But I did go okay. see it in Redondo, but it's fuck. Literally. I think I saw the first Pirates of the Caribbean in Laughlin, I remember. And we no, no, pizza I saw, I met Johnny Depp. Oh, because they, they filmed yeah. it in Redondo. Yeah, 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 yeah they filmed it I stand in the line, I, I shook his hand and everything. It was, he was a really nice guy. And he's like, hey, come with me to the Viper Room. I, <laughs> I was like, I was like, stop he's it. Like, <laughs> he's like, you're a 14-year-old kid, man. Let's go to the Viper Room. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to see a dead body? Fuck, <laughs> oh, River Phoenix, no. R.I.P. River. Okay, moving on. Why is this part of the series or what? What are you? What are we talking about next? Okay, we're talking about Edward Scissorhands. We're gonna see why do we consider this a Christmas movie? This is there's two different things. This is movies we were way too young to see. Yes, this is a PG thirteen rating, but I think I was not mature enough to understand the emotional level of this film. Beautifully, it was very said. very sentimental. It was a, it was a love story, very heartbreak. As a child, you don't really understand those kind of emotions because you're still so young you haven't really experienced life so that's part of the reason i know for robocop for terminator for there's something about mary it was about the violence it was about the foul language it was about the raunchiness this one was more on an emotional level for me how about Mm. yourself no that was it i was trying to figure out why we picked this for this series and i I, want me to tell the backstory that i was telling you yeah okay the reason why i 
I put this on the list too is because it did semi traumatize me. Edward kind of scared me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. You like know? his appearance, and, and that's what I was talking about. Like I remember this movie so much because it would always randomly be on TV, and I would put it on, and it always be the scarier, like the darker scenes. Mm-hmm. And that's what I remember. It used to scare me all the time, like the beginning of the creation, like just that. And I while rewatching it, because you were laughing at me when I told you, I was like, this movie used to scare. It, it took me like maybe a year or two to finally watch the movie from the beginning to the end, and. I loved it. Since then, I loved it. And you were making fun of me like, why the fuck would you say that? And I was like, I was thinking of it when I was watching. It was like, why was, and what you brought up was perfect. The emotional thing of it. It's as a kid, I'm, you know, I'm not going to lie. I had a really good childhood. I, you know, I had a great childhood, you know, same that feeling that thank love. you, mom and dad. Yeah. Same. Thank you, mom, dad. Rest Gracias. in peace, dad. I love you. Yeah. You know, but like I had a great childhood, but, and I think as a kid, cause I didn't, experience that in the house you know like sad like super sad everybody being sad or just the melancholy right yeah, i didn't i didn't have that growing up so i think while we were watching it um this last week i was like maybe that's what it was that i didn't really like this movie with the imagery obviously first but like those kind of tones like i never felt that i couldn't i was like oh why are they doing that to edward like you know like he just like, i think even as a kid i was like he just wants to be with them like you know who cares about his hands you know but that off putting me from the movie so that's why i was like yeah I probably should have been a little bit older and maybe my parents being like, okay, this movie is about, you know. Hey, it was the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Okay, calm down. We turned out fine. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I, I was on the same page. Um, I also owned the Blu-ray and um, it, uh, it took me there. There's one thing, though, when you were talking about the certain imagery that I want to I bring up right here. There is two... For me, at least, it feels like there's two distinct kind of styles. You have Edward Scissorhands, home life, more of that gothic Tim Burton traditional style. And then you have this more suburban city life where it's almost like pastel colors, right? It all is. All of that is pastel colors. Each house. Yeah, each house is different color. It almost look almost identical. Like... like, Little box tops, remember? Like weeds, you know? All boxes on the hilltop. Like, yeah, just those old cul-de-sac kind of... Um, neighborhoods and, and and that type of cinematography and that type of art direction it really reminds me of wes anderson and i think wes anderson maybe i don't know uh, i'm just speculating here but maybe he did take influence from that i don't know when his career started but i can definitely looking back at it now it's like yeah the way the shot is set up everything is is like kind of in in the center frame and the way the actors act a bit too like yeah the kind of acting style it's done that was one thing about this film that i noticed as a kid but i really kind of analyzed later on as an adult is that juxtaposition between traditional tim burton style and then you have that wes anderson kind of campy uh is it satire would you say I, satire? I it's just absurd you know it's just okay seeing, yeah. you know that's what it, it's just like an absurd like i said representation what, of it yeah and that's okay. all he's doing i feel that tim burton i don't feel he's truly judging it you know like talking shit about it but he's just giving you a perspective like yo look at these fools like when you're in a zoo like isn't this weird the way these people act like and mm-hmm. they're everywhere you know and that's what i feel like you say you know they're everywhere their cul-de-sacs are everywhere but like how you've done it on the pastel side i guess that shows my emo sad boy shit i really like the dark side of it the real tim burton Stylized, you know. You cut your wrist and black your eyes. Oh my god! Yeah, no. Well, you go, go back to the uh, Tim well, Burton style. You okay, like. The, like you brought up the um, the German expressionism and the Gothic style. You know, the Gothic style is more like the writing of it. But like you said, they put it looks like really two different directors, right? You got all the dark stuff of. Edward's past, which I find is funny too, because his past to himself doesn't seem dark, right? He had a loving relationship 
his dad yeah. or his creator. Yeah, his dad. creator, the inventor. And the only reason went sad because he did die. You know, that was the I felt as only true sadness. It kind of the little pieces we got of backstory seems like they had a loving relationship. You know, and it works well. That's Tim Burton style. Oh, from the Gothic. I'm so sorry. And one thing from the Gothic is the settings. Like nothing's supposed to have straight angles. Everything's supposed to be crooked. You know, nothing's supposed to look perfect like in the pastel pastel world yeah you know? yeah okay. like you said everything is box cutter cookie cutter in that world you know whereas when you go into edward's life the dark side and the second half of the movie really it changes up tonally all right so is this a christmas movie or not Malv? so this whole thing starts off as a fantasy fairy tale book opening and it's an, a miracle origin story told by old kim to her granddaughter it's a it's a christmas miracle story that's really of the how snow how came it to snows th- in in the in the neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 for sure. And what I loved about it too is that this doesn't have to be like those Hallmark movies. Like, you know, you don't really need the happy ending. What what it is? Yeah, I like that. That was a good take. Cool. Little bit of optimism in this story, you know. And you, you, why? Why is there snow? The story tells you the beauty of it. Edward does this for her because the first time he did it for her, he's, he sees Kim spinning beautifully in circle with, you know, snow like bits a, falling, yeah. ice bits falling on her, you know, and she's just happy in ecstasy. And, and he, you know, he just loved that look, you know, and, and in that one moment, those few seconds, it was everything. It was everything he wanted, you know, with, with his dad, you know, before he died, that love, that love he got when Kim's mom finally brings him to the house and he still does this thing, even though they can't be together. And she also keeps the story alive in her family, telling this whole backstory of why. Why does she keep doing Because she's still in love with him, and they can't be together. So they both keep, like, their memories alive. And that's for me, that's why it's a Christmas miracle origin story. Let's talk about some of our favorite scenes from the film, shall we? What scenes stand out to you? Oh, there's too many. Wait. For me, for me, like this is this is pretty random though. But one of the scenes that really pops out to me is when Edward he kind of assimilates to the suburban life, and he's wearing his like uh, suspenders and his collared shirt, and he oh. becomes that hairstylist. And like I just remember, everyone was waiting in line for this freaking wacky haircut, and everyone loved it, and it was like orgasmic for these women. Yeah, yeah, that and main I, Joyce, and and that's what he was going for. I'm assuming um, it was just like very strange to watch it at an early age. It's like, why is she feeling like that? Like. I just that that, that yeah, sticks out to me. Oh, oh yes, Edward, cut, cut. Yeah, nope. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, like, that sticks out to yeah. me. No, and there's like a lot of scenes of that. The main one, Joyce, you know. But for me, I guess I was just like, I like the sadness of it. Like, so that's what I was trying to think. Like, I don't want to bring everybody down during Christmas, Christmas, you know, during the holidays, even though we do. But for me, it was definitely like the invention scenes, like that I was talking about. Those really got to me. Then they scarred me a little bit, but I love them now. Talk about it. Well, when he creates them, it's, like I said, guys, grays, blacks, that's the world that they're living in. And the inventor makes Edward out of, he gives him a cookie heart, you know? He he creates this creature, and I don't know, it just seems so much fun. It's that fun Tim Burton stuff, like when uh, Batman uh, returns, when you see, like, there's still funness in this weird, dark world, like, when you see the cookie or it being made like and just like that very Tim Burton style montage and everything connects so well you got Danny Elfman with the music especially in those scenes because they're a little bit more emotional this movie is very emotional how we were talking about and 
I think that goes well with the Christmas theme. You want to feel, you know, during the the holiday season. It also it also takes place during the holidays. I think it's an elderly Winona writer telling her granddaughter a story. One other thing before we move on, was this your first introduction to a Tim Burton film? I would like to say yes. Definitely. This was your first? Yeah, yeah, I would like to Edward say yeah. Okay, for me it was Batman. It was Batman 89 and then Batman Returns. So That's this, more that was the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, so this was this was my third film in Tim Burton. Looking back at it now, Beetlejuice I, maybe after too. I, I saw Beetlejuice around eight, I think maybe a, maybe a little around the same time as this. But yeah, I remember seeing Edward before Beetlejuice. I, I think looking at it now, I noticed some of the similarities between Batman Returns and Edward Scissorhands. But I was still too young to put them together that that was the same director. Well, you got to realize too that he did Batman, then Edward Scissorhands, and then. Batman Returns right after Edward Scissorhands. When did he do Beetlejuice? Um, before. I know that was so before Batman. Okay. That's okay. why he got Batman. He got Batman because he Beetlejuice was like, whoa, what the fuck is this? Like, oh, this guy could do something. Like, what else could we do for him? Okay. Or what else could he do for us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else can you do for me? Dance for me, kid. Come on, now make me some money. You want to make pictures, don't you? You want to be a star, don't you? Do I? Do, do I have to? You want to be a star, don't you? Then take it off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. I'm surprised he never circumcised people. Like, why wasn't he? The, <laughs> why wasn't he a Jewish? Uh, you know, the rabbi. Fuck. <laughs> Hola. What should I say? Huh? Welcome to the little world, boy. Here you go. Schnipp a schnipp. Put this in the fondue. <laughs> what fuck? Where's that? Uh, it's meet the fuckers. Yes. It's meet the fuckers. Yeah, 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 yeah the second one. Yeah, second one. Then we get the kid. Yeah, when it's the kid. Yeah, oh, yeah, that, dude. Oh, so, oh my oh, god. Oh, where were we at, man? We, oh, the tangent of a uh, yeah, the Batman to the style. See how at the beginning Tim Burton kept that clean style, and that's why I said that penguin. The penguin scenes remind me of the inventor scenes in this. I could see you know, that. You know, like that color, the With gray, the music, just, yeah, especially. That's what it, Danny Elfman again, man. Like that that's whimsical what I love. kind of. And I love Tim Burton for that keeping up. Well, you love it and hate it sometimes, but when it was good, it was good. Those collaborations with the same people, you know? Eventually, it started watering down with Sweeney Todd and all that shit. But at the beginning, his first few films, you're just like, damn, who's this new guy? Who, You know, then coming out with Hall, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, like, damn, this will hit the animation. It was sick. And, and he brings that vision into the animation, too. You know, and that's what I think we have to respect Tim Burton. I respect Tim Burton on just the stylization you know, but with this story, he really wanted to tell, like, he felt lonely like a kid. And, like, we've all felt lonely before, you know. I don't know how many of you live in suburbia, but for me, sometimes I'm just like, God, I fucking hate it here, you know. Everybody seems exactly the same. And I I was feeling a lot of that when I was rewatching the movie, you know, that, damn, Tim Burns a really lonely guy. And going back to Christmas, like, man, sometimes Christmas is really lonely, you know. And Edward was just looking for human interaction. He had it, but he had it lost when his creator died. And he got it again, and he loses it again. Let's talk about that now, the relationship between Edward and Kim, played by Winona Ryder. That is the main relationship that we are That's drawn to. That's the heart. To. That's the heart of the film, because Edward and Kim have this attraction. You know, it's kind of... It's Frankenstein. Uh, it, 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 yeah. It's a Beauty and the Beast before Beauty and the Beast. It's a different, yeah. Yeah, yeah a different yeah, yeah, type. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, I was, we were talking about this um, off the mic earlier. Um, I was just saying how this is like a Frankenstein kind of love story, you know? And he even says himself, like, Tim Burton says, like, this is the monster who goes back into the town but finds love, and, you know, eventually they go against him. And 
honestly, what really works too is the real chemistry between Johnny Depp and Winona Ryder. They were actually together during that that time period, you know. Yeah, and you yeah. see it. You see it. Well, let's well let's expand on that. Okay, so how that relates to Christmas, where I was going with it, is like you know a lot of the times, especially during Christmas, it's known as what the most suicidal part, like times of the year. A lot of people get statistically. Sad. It I think, the holiday this this type of season is known as one of the highest rates of suicide. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, you know, so like I think that's what it is. Like we feel lonely. A lot of people don't. We, when we think of Christmas movies, especially because of Hallmark and stuff, that it has to be happy, happy ending. You God know, like, damn oh. you, Hallmark. God damn yeah. you, K-Jewelers. God damn <laughs> you, Pandora. <laughs> Fucking incepting our minds. Yeah, you know, so, like, I, that's why I'm loving this story. You know, he's telling his own story. Like, sometimes life doesn't go the way you want it. Sometimes there's sadness, but there's beauty in it still. There's beauty in that experience that you've gotten. And especially because Winona's telling that story, she's holding on to this memory. Why? Because it meant so much to her, too, you know? And they can't be together, but they are, they're still together. Their spirits are together. Okay, so my fa- one of my favorite scenes, though, is when Kim is first introduced to Edward. That whole scene where <laughs> it's a waterbed, right? Yeah. <laughs> she's freaking out. So Kim is, like, a popular girl. She's dating the popular jock who i had no idea dude that is anthony michael hall yeah. that is the geek from all the john hughes films this dude got swolled up and booked he said man fuck this don't typecast me <laughs> right? no more true true <laughs> and I, he I, I didn't, the I didn't, I didn't know, know that was him, him. Yeah. i didn't know that was him yeah so, that was yeah. crazy that was crazy Until good one too is straight opposite of what he usually acts like he said like he was a mean little asshole he's a little prick if you guys seen that movie yeah yeah he played his role right dude he plays role. so anyways kim is dating jim played by anthony michael hall and you know they're supposed to be the most popular couple she Sneaks out, or she comes home late. She finds Edward freaking out. He's just there in her room, yeah. and she's freaking out. And then the scissors. Yeah, because he's shocked. Because he's shocked, shocked and you know, like you put your hands. He was trying to get out the bed, but he has fucking scissors. He pierces, he pierces the bed, and the water sprays everywhere. That was a funny scene. No, and that's the great acting too. Because remember, after that, he gets up and she runs away, and he's walking scared outside, like. Uh, I don't know what's happening, you know. And but he's saying that without saying anything. Like you feel that from the I was like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, but, yeah. Oh no, that's a funny scene right there. I love that. I like that. That scene showed a little bit of Edward's innocence and how he doesn't really know what is. He just didn't know how to react in another way. So it, that was more lighthearted in that sense. But another another scene that really stuck out to me too is the the break in scene. Yeah, that was so fucking it, crazy. It, it showed. His innocence there as well, but in a different way, like kind of painting him as this this uh, burglar, this thug. When he was just trying to fit in, he was just yeah. trying to go with Kim because you know he, he wanted that attraction. And, and plus, Jim, her boyfriend, forced him. Yeah, exactly. Remember, he's like, he yo, you him. open this, use your fucking scissor hands to open my dad's house. We got to go in. It's like, and he, like you said, he it's all about acceptance. You know, he just wanted to feel part of the crew, and he's like, yeah, I got this. And the worst is they fucking ditch him. They ditch him, bro. That's fucking. I just remember the the scene where he's just wearing that baseball cap and then he's turning around. One. Yeah, the yeah, black one. Yeah. He's a little face. He's just like hair. wide-eyed. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, yeah, like we were, if, if you guys seen this, you guys know it too. Like, it's so memorable, the images in this movie, man. Yeah. Yeah. Remember how we were talking about how this film is kind of set in two different worlds? We have the gothic world and we have the pastel cookie-cutter world. So you can kind of see that, especially too, like with Edward. Like, innocent Edward in the – when he first meets wow. Kim – and oh, then yeah. you have, and then you have Edward when he's breaking into the house. I don't remember seeing any of those really those those, those poppy colors. Yeah. It's also taking place at nighttime. Night. Both scenes were technically at night, but 
I just remember seeing that black and white, the black hat, and that white police light shining on him. No, it was just straight like that. Just the, the juxtaposition in that world, it was finally getting dark. You know, the story is getting darker. So Edward and everybody else's world is getting darker and just the fucking set direction, right? And just choosing those colors in there. Because like you said, even like when he gets barricaded, it's gray metal that's stopping him. And I, I just really love the juxtaposition of that. There's just two different styles in this. And the editor and Tim Burton, they meld those ideas well together towards the end. You know, everything is not so bright and beautiful and perfect. I, you know, I really like, this is random too, but I really like how Edward, he when he comes over there, he just loves to cut all of the grass into those those animals and everything like that. It was really cool. Oh, that, that brings like the charm of it. That's again, you know, writing his character. You should see the different character. Yeah, and then, that and then he you know? brings the little demon to, to what's her name? Oh yeah, when he gets angry. Yeah, when he gets angry. Yeah, at, what's her name? Esmeralda. Esmeralda. Yeah, yeah, yeah Esmeralda. He makes it with the bright red eyes. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like a, ah! <laughs> what is she like? A super like hardcore religion? Yeah, like Westboro yeah. like member for sure. Fuck, she's gonna drink the punch. She's making the punch. That's how crazy <laughs> she is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. I'm bringing back what your scenes talking about it where Kim falls for Edward. I feel like us as the audience, we're kind of like Kim, you know, I don't know about you, but like you start falling for Edward. You see how innocent he is, how, you know, how, how he's just trying to be accepted. You know, he follows these people. He wants to be part of them, you know, and one scene where um, it really hits me is when Edward is on a talk show and he accidentally oh, tries yeah, to grab yeah, it. Yeah, he you gets know, electrocuted. He, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he's like, oh, it's funny. You know, yeah. like, it's this big yeah, explosion. Yeah. And uh, Kim and Jim are watching it, and Jim is just... Jim, Jim is roasting him. Yeah, he's like, he's, what an idiot, fucking Edward. Yeah, he's just being a fucking... <laughs> yeah, right? and, but yeah. Renona right there, that's where her, like, you see the emotion. You see like, the compassion. Yeah. You see she, the compassion. She, her acting is just on point right there, you know, and you see, he's like, shut up, you know, like, he, he doesn't know, you know, he, he might be hurt, and it's like, whatever, he's fucking stupid, you know? Right. Why the fuck are you touching if you have fucking scissors, dumbass? You know, like, Ugh. you know, and that, that, to me, it relates to the scenes you brought up earlier that I love, like, when he fucking ruins the the bedding of the water, you see the innocence yeah, of it. You know, yeah. he just oh, he he's surprised. You know, he breaks that, and then but all that just escalates to the ending of you know Jim's house with her and Winona. You, see, I love Winona in there when she's like, you got, we got to help him. You know, like I feel like like the, the great acting in her her part on that where she's you see it in her and Jim's still being an asshole. He's like, fuck no, I can't get in trouble with the cops. My parents will kill me. And it's like, you piece of shit. He did this for us. He did this for you. You know, you made me do, you made me do this to him, you know? And that's you. I felt that from Winona in there, you know, and you feel that as you're like, man, fuck, you know, not to Edward, you know, not and, him, not, not, not my <laughs> Edward, you know, not Richie, not my Richie. And we know, too, like, that's where we fall in love, and that's why this story is about love, even though it's sad at the end. It's just, it's innocence. A lot of things were in this fall, and that was it, man. Nice. Yeah. Moving on to, I guess, the relationship or the battle between Jim and Edward, because they're both kind of fighting for Kim. Jim is obviously, well, Jim is portrayed as the negative influence, as in yeah. as the jock and, you know, just the one who is going to be not the best fit for her and edward is kind of this just innocent person yeah quiet yeah he's the artist yeah the kind-hearted one going somewhere he has two businesses a landscaping i just wanted to help you (laughs) so good 
Hello, it's me at work. No, but this dark changed so much, like with that switch up right there where you're telling with Edward. He, he flees back to his home and yeah. they're trying to get him. And that reminds you a lot of Beauty and the Beast because mm-hmm. they're going to, it's like Gaston. Like Jim is Gaston. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Like, yeah, straight up, dude. That's good. And, um, you know, like I mean, like a- they are, they're going to go over there and with their pitchforks or whatever mm-hmm. and they're trying to hunt him down. And like Edward's like, no, dude. The I don't innocent want to. monster they're hunting down they, that they don't understand, you know, and he just wanted to be part of the world. Yeah. And I, I like that that death scene of Jim really tripped because they just clipped him. Straight they, up. They scissored him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 we're scissoring. <laughs> they scissored him, yo. Uh, no, uh, but that was brutal too, man. Like that, yeah. that ending, that, that crescendo of all those emotions, that's what it really was, you and, know? You know, because he killed him, so he had to stay there, right? Yeah. What if, I just randomly thought of this, would Edward Scissorhands make a pretty sick Mortal Kombat character? Yeah, be easy like Baraka part like yeah, 2.0. Yeah, he's kind of like a Baraka type, right? Yeah, yeah like, with his fucking <laughs> blades, he has the scissors. What what would his fatality be? Maybe his fatality he does a haircut and then he cuts your hair off. I like it. Oh no, shit. no, no, I got it better. What? Like he cuts you with his blades into like you're the landscape. Oh, so that's okay. how he kills okay. you like something like that. Yeah, he something makes you like he cuts that. you yeah, to something right? different. Edward Scissorhands wins. Fatality. Fatality. Dang, that'd be cool. Well, fuck yeah, no, that it was good. It was insane. Even then, when that like that was like the only piece of hardcore violence in that movie, and it was brutal because now you, as the audience, feel it. You're like, fuck, everything is done for Edward now. You know, there's no way he can come back. You've got invested of this love story of Kim and and Edward. You saw their little growth from the first time she meets him at night, and then. All these other little slow things to be like, oh, man, he is a person. He is, you know, he is of something compared to, you know, Jim being a straight out dick to her. And yeah, and I think Tim Burton really portrays that feeling that he want that he felt in Burbank, you know, uh, close to Bourbon here. And that culmination of those feelings of Edward finally being like, I'm going to protect who I love. Killing her knowing that this is the end for me. Like, I can't do anything after this. But And he saved her. And they had to go their separate ways. But like I said from earlier, they both keep each other in each other's hearts because of how much it meant. You know, he still he still cuts pieces of ice during the Christmas season so it, so it fucking still snows there. And she remembers that, and that's how she keeps the memory of that. It was pretty emotional because, you know, that you think they're going to end up together and, you know, it just can't be. It can't be that way. So he has to stay there with his scissor hands and everything. And then, you know, Winona Ryder, Kim, she gets old. And that's where it kind of bookends. Yeah. It bookends where we go back to her telling the story to her little granddaughter. And she's talking about how before he came down there, you know, it never snowed. Oh, that's one of the, it hurts me every time. I always like slowly shed a tear. Right. And then now it snows all the time now, right? Honestly, with that, no. Um, well, that's where it, 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 like you said, it bookends it. It's a beautiful, sad fairy tale that ends. Yeah. You know, and set it, during Christmas. Set during Christmas. And even it's a sad Christmas movie. You know, we, we've all got that sometimes. And it just ends right there how it should when she just tells the end of the story. And it's a little hopeful because she, she says it like it doesn't know. How do you know he's alive? How do you know he's still alive? I don't know. Not for sure, but I believe he is. You see, before he came down here, it never snowed. 
up there now, I don't think it would be snowing. Sometimes you can still catch me dancing in it. Then it starts to snow. You're like, oh, God damn it, my heart. <laughs> you know? He's just right there doing his little. Yeah, you just uh, see it. So, yeah, he's still, still doing his little scissors with his little. What is that called? Trub- shrubbery? What is he? What is that called? I say landscaping. It's, it's like he's, he's, he's cutting the grass to look like animals. If you guys can help us out, we're, we're totally blanking on the word right now. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to figure out what's that art form called. Yeah, 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 that specific type of gardening or landscaping. Well, that is going to conclude our special Movies We Were Way Too Young to See holiday episode. Please like, subscribe. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, five-star ratings, please follow us on Instagram or Twitter, malv underscore n underscore mowgli. Questions or comments or anything you want to tell us about, Malvin Mowgli at gmail.com. Happy holidays, everybody. Have a good one.